everybody. Welcome to another episode of the HP Podcast. I'm your host, Dustin. Here with me, Brandon. Brandon, you just looked at your mic as if it was... He was burping. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, 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 I was trying to find a little place that I should talk into, making sure it's right in front of my mouth. Right. Okay, that's that's important. I'm glad you did yeah. that. Probably so had have, some stellar double chin action when I was doing that. I didn't know what. You You looked wow. at the, the mic like it was infected I or something. It, yeah. Phil has infected it. More than likely, <laughs> yes. Uh, well, Ben, Yo. what's up? Hey, how hey. are you? I'm good. How you doing? You bought some, brought some, uh, some beer skis for the boys. Some fucking some brewskis, Ferta. boy. So, Ferta. Appreciate that. I'm breaking the rule about not drinking on the podcast. That's like the worst rule I've ever heard. Honestly, I drank it's heavily on the last time the podcast <laughs> I was here. Yeah, and you fucking walked off the show. Remember yeah, that? That's to true. go play with the dog. I had to pee, and yeah, then I you played didn't have with to the go dog. Downstairs. Uh, well, you're right. Yeah, I try not to drink on the podcast because my speech is the first thing to start getting a little screwy. My speech is always screwy. Yeah, so I was going to say, here's the thing. Like, I slur no matter what. So, I mean, hey. Ben, there's something important I've been meaning to talk to you about, yeah. either on or off the air. So I'm just going to share it now. Okay. Not too far from here, there's a gas station which recently got bought by 7-Eleven. Mm-hmm. Now we have a slushy machine. Yeah. So close. In to walking us. distance. Walking distance. There's one next to my house, too. <clears throat> There's one next to your house. Yeah. Where? The one on uh, Jefferson Street. I don't know what you're talking you about. You know exactly where it is. It's the other A plus in town. There's only two of That's them. That's not next to your house. Okay. It's two, three, four blocks. It's, it's just as close four as this blocks. one is to you. Mm. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. All right. Well, we'll run the, we'll ch- run the numbers on okay. that. There, but, uh, there's literally a way to test this. You know? yeah, we're we're going to have to. Google Maps, the most you accurate right. tracking system. My gut reaction is that doesn't feel right, but you may be. But anyway, I'm very pleased. The only problem is they don't consistently just have blue flavor, mm. blue raspberry. Right now they have a blue lemonade. Wow. And wow. I'm not as, it's a little too tart for me. Yeah. I don't like that. But they do have a Coke flavor. Just put some sugar in it. Brent, what do you think about the Coke flavor? Um, I haven't had a slushy in a long time. Mm. Um, I'll ask, I can ask the expert here then if you, well, I will say one more thing. Flavors like the Coke, Mm? I feel that whenever it starts to get warm, you end up sucking the flavor out and you have like less potent ice left over. Right. Right. Which I don't like. And I feel like in my mind, it happens more in the, the cola flavors. Mm. I don't know though. Fair enough. It's not tested. I mean, we can test it. Yeah. Ben, what do you think about the the Coke flavor? I feel like is a a contentious subject amongst slash enthusiasts. Um, here's how I'll, I'm not going to say exactly how how I feel about it, but I'll give you this example. If I go to get a to get an icy, and notice I said icy, not slushy. Mm. If I go to get an icy, and the flavor I want, which is typically cherry, is not there, and the only thing that's left is the cola or the Coke flavor, I just don't need an icy that day. Wow! 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 I'm not going to say I dislike it. I just don't ever think yeah. this is worth it. Hmm. Another underdog for me is the creamsicle, the orange creamsicle flavors. I think that's a Sheets exclusive around here. Rarely. No. Really, no? Gecko, I think, has it. Gecko has it. Which yeah. is like a, a, a oh. local gas chain. Right. Interesting. Yep. Now, real quick, one last thing on these slushies while we're on the subject. Ben, you mentioned about an icy uh-huh. in particular. Are you an icy brand loyalist? I wouldn't say I'm a loyalist in the sense that I won't drink something else, mm. but I am a loyalist in the sense that I will say until my dying day, until the day I die, that it is better. Icy oh. is not, the, this episode's not sponsored by Icy. Holy no, shit. No, but that if would it be a could be, it would be. <laughs> we tried to get Taco Bell all the, and Dr. Pepper. We've tried. <laughs> Bring in. Do you remember Dr. Pepper? That was back in Adventure uh, Mode. Adventure Mode days, a long time Dr. ago. Dr. Pepper. Brandon, Ben and I had a very serious conversation about purchasing an IC machine because we saw one on Facebook Marketplace wow. for, was it $1,000 or something? Uh, we saw one for like 1200 and then there was another one for like 300 I know. Uh, I'd probably run bleach, run bleach to the 300 well, yeah. one. You'll be good. But like, you know, the idea of having an IC machine is so appealing. But then you got to think about like cleaning. You got to keep it running. You got to keep it running. Yep. In order for it to work, you know, so there's... They turn them off all the time at at night at the movie theater. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. and then you just start them back up the next day. It just takes a while to to get going. And if you have enough alcohol in there, you don't have to worry about germs. Yeah, but then it's melty. It's foolproof. I got a problem. Lick. I feel like most of the time when I go to Sheets, half of their selection 
not frozen. It's yeah. just liquid. Yeah. How does that happen? Well, that's because well, they're on ICs. Honestly, I, I I think that the same person that services the slushy machine is the same person that services McDonald's ice cream machine. Ooh, and there works. And there's like one every three hundred miles. Mm. So like they have to be distributed evenly. That's why it's usually not working. Yeah, but, but why? <laughs> like, yeah, I go and it's like eleven o'clock at night. This is like twice a year, and it's like eleven o'clock at night. You know, they're inside. They don't want to. They don't want to mess with the with the ice cream machine. I'm like, I want a milkshake. I want an eggnog milkshake. Like that's one of the times of the year I get a I get a milkshake oh. from McDonald's. And they're like, Oh, sorry, our machine's broken. I'm like, and I I actually asked a girl one time, uh, and I say, girl, she was a young lady. She was not just a woman. She was like mm. maybe 15 or 16. Um, I said, hey, Is it actually broken, or did you just turn it off for the night? She's like, we just turned it off for the night. I'm like, okay. I just had to validate my suspicion. Mm. But this has happened. I mean, like, it's not like I'm a frequent milkshake drinker. Right. It's like I get a couple a year at most. And almost every time I try to, they're broken, supposedly. Statistically. The bad luck of the milkshake haunts you. It's not. It's a lie, though. It's not broken. You just turned it Mm. off to clean it for the night. This is a problem. I think we need to take this up with Mr. McDonald himself. We need to take this shit to the Supreme Court. Holy shit. You might be right. The highest law in the land. I have been to the Supreme Court. It is a frighteningly small room compared to how big the building is. Easier to talk Mm. about ice cream then. Yeah. So, Brandon, how are you today? I'm doing well. How are you now? My spirits are high. You've been had a lot of inspirational things to say on this podcast the last couple times you were on. So I'm hoping that we get some more tidbits sure sprinkled throughout don't, sure. don't set that bar sure. so high for him no sure. i think we need to at this point i have no bar <laughs> we have figured that I out no bar sure. no filter i, no I am the bar right i am i am a bar uh, <laughs> <laughs> and ben you're doing all right i think Great. i already asked you i'm doing so good boys are you ready to talk about your dreams uh, yeah. yeah all right Brandon, you sounded confident in that. Wow. Yeah, so you're going to kick us off. Wow. I don't know if I was that confident, but sure. Um, let's go to the shout-out. And my shout-out in my dream this week will be related. Okay. If you've known me for any sizable amount of time or listened to this podcast. One month. You know, one month. Um, you would realize that I tend to be very late to a lot of things. You mm. know, whether it's a video game, an album, uh, not a book, because fuck books. An appointment, a meeting. An appointment. Coffee. Wedding. Uh, uh, what? Uh, anyway. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, um, so shout out to the Serial Podcast, because I've never been a podcast man, which is really strange. You know, it's kind of going against what I'm doing right now. But, right. like, the thing is, 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 is I like talking. But before, I didn't have the time that I felt like I could allocate. Mm-hmm. To listen to this because I don't I don't want to be doing nothing and listening to a podcast. I want to be doing something else. And most of the time, if I'm not doing anything else, I'm watching Trailer Park Boys or I'm playing Destiny. You know, like you can play Destiny and listen to podcasts at the same time. That's the thing, though, is that even I'm even like that with like movie and TV. Like if I'm not fully paying attention, I don't know if it's just me, but like I feel like I'm missing something mm-hmm. or that I can't devote as much. Like if it were super casual maybe a podcast like I didn't really need to listen to it that much. I'd put it on, but like if I'm listening to serial, like I want to know what's going on and the car ride is perfect for that. Now that I have a longer car ride, fantastic. Checking it out. Yeah. So been listening to do a couple different podcasts, um, serial being one of them and it's been great. I just finished the first season. Very excellent. Um, I still want to, you know, it's one of those things where I want to know more about it even after it's done. So I'm going to continue to do research about it, which is, you know, just, a uh, goes to show like how engaging it is, right. um, and how interesting the subject matter is. Um, but yeah, I guess that's my shout out is to podcasts in general, I guess, including this one, shout out to podcasts, shout out podcast. to podcasts while you're listening to a podcast. Um, but no, yeah, it's, it's been really great. Um, my dream tied into that um, is that anybody who is ever wrongfully convicted of something, I hope that they can find peace with that and that they can be liberated wow. in the eyes of justice. And if they are guilty, at least they can hopefully get a podcast documenting it. At least. At yeah. least. Yeah. You know, like what if Charles Manson had a podcast? You know, well, wouldn't that be some interesting whoa. shit? 
would, would be interesting, that's for sure. I'm not saying it's good or bad. Um, let's just preface with that. I'm just saying it's interesting, and you know, you, you're not the person. Mm-hmm. In some aspects, some people will never not be guilty of something, but you know, to the families, to the person, yeah. hope, 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 hope everyone's at peace. For sure. Benji. Yo. What are you dreaming about? Or what do you want to shout out? My shout out is almost, it's a reverse shout out. How no, okay. I'll work? do it this way. My shout out is the people who are content and don't complain in life. Mm. And, you know, I'm not always good at this. Sometimes I complain about irrational things. But this is sparked on by my, uh, the, the fact that we live in Western Pennsylvania. If you're not familiar with the area, it can be raining one day hot as balls the next day, really cool the next day, and literally snowing a week later. Like, that's just the way things work around here. So it really bothers me when you hear the same person on Thursday talk about how hot it is and how they're drenched with sweat and how it's humid. The next day it's a little cooler, and they talk about how it would would be nice to have the sun shining. And then it's raining another day, and they're complaining about how they don't want the rain. And then it's hot again, and they're complaining about it being hot. Right. So I'm just happy to have happy people around me that don't complain about things you can't control. I mean, I have this policy, and I think I've mentioned it before on the show. I try not to complain about summertime and heat, even though I'm a big guy. And, you know, I I guess I don't really sweat a whole lot, but I'm a big guy. I'm not comfortable in the heat, but I hate the winter so much. I save up all my complaining so that when it is cold, I can just whine as much as I want. Mm-hmm. But I'm only going to pick one type of weather to whine about. Not every type that yeah. I don't like. Well, We definitely have odd weather here in Western PA. It's yeah. the, the classic move of Western PA is the heater in the morning, air conditioner in your car yeah. in the afternoon. Yeah. That's like for an entire season oh, we yeah. do that yeah. here. I wish so. I had AC in my car. Yeah. I think the AC in my car is dead. Yeah. I don't know, though, because I haven't had my car yeah. for three months. Oh, yeah. Where, so, do they, where do they go? should be done this week. Yeah, You said it should be done yesterday. I thought that that was the case. <laughs> wow. So, Just like so many weeks before it. Yes. Um, I guess my dream, and I'm hoping I'm not stealing your dream, but if I am, we can mm. share it. Mm. I literally, I didn't tell you this because I wanted to save it for the show, literally had a dream last night about Tetris. Whoa, that's that Tetris effect? It is the Tetris effect. Now, I didn't just, like, see Tetris and stuff like that. This is a weird one, and I know it's going to sound crazy, and I don't remember all of it. You know how sometimes you remember part of your dream and other parts you don't? I don't remember a lot of my dreams. But in in this dream, I was not just, like, playing Tetris or seeing Tetris shapes. We were – it was me and a group of people I didn't know. We were in a factory where they were, like – we were pulling Tetris shapes off of the conveyor belts. Like big ones, like life-size, like full body size, and having to stack them and organize them in a certain way. And we were shipping them out. They were going to be, you know, built into something else, I guess. Right. But I literally have been playing Tetris Effect, you know, uh, for the PC a good bit lately. And it just seeped in. It didn't seep into my dreams the way the Tetris Effect does. It seeped into my dreams as a narrative. Mm. So that's, yeah. Seems cathartic. But but anyway, I'm dreaming about Tetris Effect because it's so good. I'll lead that into that yeah. with my shout out yeah. to Tetris Effect. And the PC version is out yesterday, the time of this recording, and it's fantastic. It is a really, really, really good port. It looks very good. The VR mode is incredible. I did a video and a little written thing about it on handsofam.com, so check that out. But I have to shout it out because also it is the third... 10 out of 10 on our website? Maybe fourth. Maybe fourth. Okay, so here's the 10 out of 10s I know I'd have, have to look back. Mario Odyssey. Yeah. We have SteamWorld. SteamWorld Quest. We have Tetris Effect. Uh-huh. I can't think of any other ones. I can't either, but I think there is one. Because I remember looking whenever I gave SteamWorld Quest a 10 mm-hmm. and remember seeing another one. But I can't remember what it was, so yeah, we'll have to look. Um what I, I think to emphasize, like to further emphasize that, your shout out is, so, so 10 for us doesn't mean perfect. It really shouldn't for anybody because we know there's no perfect game. It means our highest recommendation. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's subjective to the writer as well. Yeah, that too. <laughs> like, you know, but the score when the PS4 version came out 
and we, we played that and we reviewed it and I think you specifically did the review. Right. Um, it was a 9.5 and like that's a phenomenal score. That's high. That's like 10 points minimum higher than we give an average, like a normal game. Yeah, yeah. that's Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Exactly. So I think that's what you gave it as a 9.5. Did anyone review Breath of the Wild? I don't think I so. Don't, I thought we did something about it. The, but the PC, ver- I mean, that's like the Metacritic score, but the PC version is so good and it made us revisit that that Dustin decided to give it a 10 yes. for the whole version. So that, just to let you know, we even upped our score because the, of how good it is. The truth is, if we're getting real inside baseball about Hansa Phantom here, yeah. is that in the months after my Tetris Effect review, it was weighing on me right. that I felt like I should have gave this game a 10. Yeah, My criticism stand yeah. that I feel like it would have benefited from some light multiplayer modes mm-hmm. uh, and just a couple other things with the way the effects modes work. But overall, I felt like despite those criticisms, yeah. the game, I feel like still was a 10. It weighed on me. So this yeah. was my redemption. Yeah. And that I was like, I'm, I wasn't going to go back and change it to a 10 willy nilly for no reason. Right. I believe in standing by scores. Right. You know, take it or leave it. That's you make the score, you, you leave it. But with yeah. the PC version, I, we felt like it was a chance that we could rectify right. that. The only exception to updating scores is like, you know, I'm just going to use it as an example. I know everybody uses an example, but let's say No Man's Sky. They yeah. want, you, you review it before it comes out. A year later, it's different. You update your score. Or it's like the Division 2 where it's a living game and they're constantly adding things. You have a review in progress. But yes, normally, I would agree with you 100% that we wouldn't change the score. Uh, my dream, this might have been my dream last week. I don't remember what it was, though, is Wolfenstein Young Blood comes out very soon. I've been really, really excited about it. Yeah. I was reading more about this. In, I've kind of gone dark. I played it at E3, mm-hmm. loved what I played. It's going to be very different, though, of a Wolfenstein game. Yeah. Kind of some RPG elements with customization. Uh, enemies now have health bars, which is kind of weird. Mm-hmm. And the. Levels are much more open-ended, to yeah. my understanding. So I'm very excited to play it. I don't think I have anyone to play it with me on PC. Mm, yeah. So I'm going to have to play through it by myself. Well, but maybe you can play on baby mode. Maybe. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm going to have to do that. It, there are AI companions. Okay. So it probably, I'm sure it'll be a better experience right. with somebody, but it is what it is. Yeah. So, but I'm very excited for that. They now announced that the PC version is launching Thursday now instead of Friday, day early. Cool. So thanks, Bethesda. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's it for dreams, dreams and shout outs. That's all she wrote. So let's go ahead and get into the news. Cool. Number one, have you guys heard about this Joy-Con drift problem? Yes. So I feel like, uh, I don't feel like I've, it seems like, this Joy-Con drift problem is coming to a head. Uh-huh. Kotaku made an article about it, and that kind of spurred on this huge thing that Nintendo is getting basically shit on from all directions about this Joy-Con drift issue. Now, it's gotten to the point that there is a potential class action lawsuit mm-hmm. in place, uh, and Nintendo has made a response. So before we dive in because i i want to know what you guys would think as far as your takes and stuff but i want to read you nintendo's response at nintendo we take great pride in creating quality products we are continually making improvements to them and this was a uh, statement they made to kotaku we are aware of recent reports that some joy con controllers are not responding correctly we want our consumers to have fun with nintendo switch and if anything falls short of this goal we will always encourage them to visit support.nintendo.com so we can help so I think the major hang up here is that the failure rate, I guess yeah. we can call it, of these uh, Joy-Cons is extremely high. Mm-hmm. Nintendo's solution uh, is to give them $4 to mail it to them, to pay for the shipping, to mail it to them, and they will send you it repaired for free Yeah, in two weeks. Yeah. So you will be without a Joy-Con for two weeks. Right. And so a lot of people are not happy about this solution overall and overall nintendo's lack of overall response to yeah, this it's just like even the statement there's not a lot of accountability it's right. just kind of like wishy-washy so my question for you you guys is number one have you had this problem two 
do you think this problem is significant? And three, what, what should Nintendo do about it? I'll start. Listen, all you whiny babies. I've had this problem since day one. I got my console on day one and my launch Joy-Cons. I have other Joy-Cons now. My launch Joy-Cons, um, Joy-Con, has this pretty badly. Um, I certainly have had issues with it, but I didn't go file a class action lawsuit. No, I'm not saying you shouldn't, of course, but I'm just making a joke. But yeah, I've had this problem for a long time. Um, what about you, Brandon? Uh, I, to be completely transparent, I haven't really, I haven't noticed it in my playings. Okay. Um, I also more recently haven't been playing my Switch as much, so it's kind of faded from my memory, so I may have... You mostly played it docked, or I mean handheld though, didn't you? Uh, it depends. If I wasn't playing it handheld, I did get that Pro Controller fairly a couple months, maybe like six months after. Um, and that's when I was playing the most was after I got the Joy-Con. Right. So the pro controller. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, so I haven't really had a problem with it personally. Um, it's not all. I mean, you might very right. well have one that doesn't have it. Right. No, I just <laughs> it's really funny. I saw on Reddit um, that someone was taping, um, you know, videotaping a display model at like a Best Buy or GameStop. Mm, and, I it, saw and it was like even even the display models have the drift issue and it was just the menu of all the games you could demo and it was just Scrolling. going and going and going now, and going i thought the problem was specifically when you held the joy con your hand would interfere with the signal and cause it to drift but no you can set them down and they still drift this seems to be more yeah a more a more evolved problem than that yeah, yeah i was gonna say because uh, for instance if you take just simply the display model if this is what's actually happening in said video right they're in a thing you know they're not docked and yeah so nintendo's solution then i think i mean i don't have any problem whatsoever with it taking two weeks i get it it's not enjoyable but at least they're gonna fix it if come on nintendo just drop the four dollar shipping charge yeah. That's how I say you could fix it and make a lot of people happier. Granted, it's only $4, but Nintendo is a big company. It's only $4 yeah. um, per person to a person you sold a console and probably a lot of games to. So I don't, I mean, almost anything you're going to have and send back to the store, um, you know, they're going to, and then send it back for warranty repair or something. They're going to charge you or they're going to take two weeks or something to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Apple is pretty quick, but even still it can take up to two weeks. But yeah, I don't have a problem with the timing of it. It's just, let's not be petty about the $4. You, no. you sent out a broken product, you're admitting it, and you're fixing it for free. Don't charge the shipping. Yeah. yeah. I guess that kind of on the flip side of that for me is I, even though I do agree with what you're saying, Ben, um, I'm grateful that it's only $4. Yeah. Because I remember a time not so long ago when um, my family's PS3 had the the yellow light of death yes the yellow so um yeah and so we had to send that back i don't remember the number but i think it was over a hundred dollars that's crazy because that that wasn't a warranty issue or like a product i mean it was though a lot of people had it was though it was it was that it was something now this is so anecdotal and someone might rip me apart for this but i if i remember correctly it's like something where something got really hot and it came unsoldered so okay. you could you could fix it really jankily by <laughs> I, I would watch people put their ps4 or ps3 in a box and then run a hair dryer in it or put it in the oven on super low like the towel trick yeah and it and it would heat it up so that it would like fuse back or something i don't know but not that i condone that but the thing is is uh we sent it back and then we you know we got it back after some time and it happened again and my family just gave up and bought another one yeah, let's remi- I want to reminisce for a second about <laughs> the Red Ring of Death. So I remember that towel trick. I remember doing that, and it, w- the towel trick, I feel like never worked long term. Right. It would just like make it work for a couple more weeks. Yeah. And then every it was like diminishing returns with the towel trick. Yeah. But, you know, I think uh, something in the back of my mind tells me that it cost Microsoft like a billion dollars. Yeah. For the Red Ring of Death. To fix that issue after it was all said and done, all of the, you know, RMAs returns and stuff like that. Right. Billion dollars. I don't remember. I, I didn't have a launch 360. I had a, a, an Elite um, 360. And 
I am. I did, I don't think it, any of them had that issue, if I'm remembering correctly. So yeah. I didn't have that I had issue. A launch with the, one. Yeah, yeah. My, mine was not launch, but it was the launch body frame. So I don't know if I could still be afflicted with it. They eventually had the what people call the Jasper chip, yeah. which was fixed, but it wasn't until a lot later. Yeah, I have a Modern Warfare Two one, so I could probably, if I really wanted to, Google the timeline. But um, yeah, I haven't had the problem. And honestly, every time I boot mine on. I think about that and I'm like, maybe I just shouldn't. <laughs> maybe I shouldn't take the chance that it's going to happen because I've thought about it a ton. Literally, like, um, I I took it to my girlfriend's house and she accidentally left it on one night because she forgot to turn it off all day until I came over the Break next up day. With her. And I was like, Break up with her now. And I instantly thought, red ring. Right. That's, I, I instantly thought that. And I mean, it was fine, but yeah. <laughs> I had a PS2 that wouldn't read discs anymore mm-hmm. and it was devastating. Yeah, mine mine so we had an upright stand. It fell from the upright stand, which is just the height of the thing. It literally just fell over on the ground. Like not smash like just a poop, you know, on yeah. the on the carpet and it stopped reading discs. Yeah. My PS1 stopped reading discs, but it was the only thing you could do with it. <laughs> do you remember some people would put their PlayStation 1 sideways? Yeah. And it would then it would read discs. Wait. Say that again. Oh, like, like up and down. Yeah, vertical. Really? They're PlayStation 1. Oh, yes. I got another PlayStation from my cousin who didn't want it anymore after mine bit the dust. And after a while, that one stopped reading discs. And I would turn it upside down mm. and it would read them. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot about that until you just said that. Ben, as far as this Nintendo issue, though, I think I'm with you. Nintendo should drop the $4. Yeah. And I think that would appease people. I guess the question that I should have done the research is that once Nintendo fixes it, are they permanently fixed? Are they actually fixing the issue? You'd have to assume. Well, clearly it's hardware. I mean, clearly there's if if they have to physically repair something, just be transparent. Be like, oh, these were made in this way and this is what happened. Well, if they admit fault, then they have then the class action lawsuit or whatever would come against them has a leg to stand on. I saw that the original way that they were fixing these were. They were putting a little piece of like conductive foam yeah. in it in order to block, like contain the interference or what the signal or whatever. Hmm. Something like, I don't know yeah. how it helped, but I know you can do it by yourself relatively easily. If you want to take the risk of cracking open your Joy-Con. Dude, people, I, people replace the shells all the time. So I don't really think it's that. I've heard the shell replacements are more difficult than you would think because I've been wanting to crack those bad boys open yeah. and put purple, uh, yeah shells on let's actually okay while we're just kind of free fall right uh-huh. here with this subject did you guys see the new joy cons that Which, were announced i posted them in slack it's like an yes, orange and yes, purple yes i did why do they keep doing these split releases and then they do not give us a way to buy the other half right because they want you to buy more than one set well even if you buy more than one set you just have two of the same color well that that Mm, that wasn't true for the red and the blue because right. if you bought them separate, they were opposite. You yeah. know what I mean? But but no, yeah, the ones that are just like, here's the, I think I have the like neon green and neon pink or right. something like that I right. bought afterwards. You could only buy it so that one was one color and the other one was the other. The right. only way to get the other set was uh-huh. buying the Splatoon bundle. Right. Like literally, if you want the, if you want just green or just pink Joy-Cons, you have to buy the Splatoon bundle. Yeah. It makes me infuriated. So there's the purple and orange ones. I want just purple. Right. Nintendo, give me the option to pay you for this. Isn't that kind of the reoccurring thing with Nintendo, though? Give us the option to give you, let us pay, give you money for what we want. Yeah, it is. And they just don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. Do the Xbox. I mean, make them customizable and then you make a fuck ton of money. You could charge more for something that doesn't cost you probably 50 cents to make a, a different color and yeah. then charge. 30 extra dollars. I feel like PlayStation has up their game on the controller level as far as cool controllers. I think they saw the Xbox design thing. And so obviously we don't have custom, but they've at least been doing some more creative. They seem to be pretty liberal with licensing them out for other companies to make them whatever color they want. But I know that PlayStation licensing costs are outrageous. Yeah. So let's talk about the PC boys. PC is now Ubisoft's most profitable platform. This comes from PC Games and says Ubisoft saw 30% of its net booking on PC for the quarter, up 10% from the platform's share a year ago. 
That puts PlayStation 4 in second place at 31%, followed by Xbox One at 18%, Mobile at 7 Switch at 5 and others at 5%. Yeah, well. I just want to see what you guys thought about this. Obviously, PC gaming is bigger now than ever. I think we have to look at the PC through uh, through the lens of PC going into next generation. Uh, yeah, I, just, I mean, it's like it's the only way you can play a Ubisoft game that performs well. That's <laughs> that's a hot take. That's al- almost true, but they don't perform very well on PC either. Yeah, well, shit. I booted up Assassin's Creed Odyssey on my brand new computer that has a 2080 brand new uh, CPU and I was getting like stuttering and like it was it was not running the way you would think it should yeah. on a computer of this level. Um, it doesn't surprise me for a lot of reasons. One is because like you said, the PC market has always been big, but it's continuing to grow. I shouldn't say always been big. It's been big for 20-ish years mm-hmm. it's, and it's continuing to grow. But two, on PC, they drop prices so quickly. And, oh, yeah. and so much lower than what they do. So even if they're selling a game for, I'm just making up numbers here, please don't crucify me for this, but uh, even if they're selling a game for $5 on the PC and they're selling it for 10 on the Xbox, it's not like it's that much, they're not making that much money on the on the PC, but they might be selling three times as many. So they're going to make up for it in quantity. And that, so that part of it doesn't surprise me either. I think it's, yeah, the game price thing is is huge. I think it's funny, like specifically right now, this was a deal today. You can get Dishonored 2 on PC for $8. Yeah. I want to say that it's $19 for digital on PS4. Like I thought it was like 14 or something, but yeah, you, either way, it's still more. I'm looking on the PlayStation Store right now. Okay. But the, the price difference is... Yeah is insane okay right now on the playstation store on sale it is 24 dollars yeah. on sale. For just on sale and it is eight dollars on pc so do they they sell it through steam and other storefronts right yeah but they sell it in their own store too right so i wonder if that's part of it is that they if they can sell enough in their own store they're not paying that fee to anybody then mm-hmm. so they can make them lower there but yeah the fact that they're selling it on steam too and it's the same price I wonder, I can't remember, I should know this since Epic Games, this has been a big point of contention, but Steam takes way less money than PlayStation does. Not way less. Not way less? I think it's a few percentage, yeah. a few percent, but I don't think it's way less. I, I could be wrong here, but I, I think it's like PlayStation takes 30 and Steam takes like 27 or something like that. It's like minimal numbers. I can't remember the exact numbers, but it's like minimal difference. Yeah. I could be wrong, but that's what I thought. It's interesting how I feel like PC gaming this generation has really picked up. Yeah. And it kind of started right before the launch of PS4, the elongated previous generation with Xbox 360 and things like that, I think pushed people to PC gaming. They wanted something new. And even now, the the hard part that's going to come in is that the PS4 or the PlayStation 5, they're saying it's going to have ray tracing. It's going to have all these things. I just really wonder at what quality. Obviously, you're dealing with a matter of scale. So they're able to get these graphics processors and things like that at a much better price. Right. But like to get good ray tracing on a PC, you're going to have to get the, one of the brand new RTX cards. I guess you right. could get a 2070. The graphics card alone is the price of the PS4. I mean, you've got the the bulk idea of it, like you said. You know, every PC, almost every PC is going to be different because everybody's building them or buying different models or whatever. Yeah. But there's also the fact that it could be ray tracing. And like you said, at what quality? It's like if you go to Walmart and you just stand in that big, big thing at TVs and you're looking at them, it's like here's an LG 55-inch true 4K, whatever, $1,200, $1,400. You look in the shelf below it, it says all the same words, but it's $150, even though it's the same size and it's an ONN brand. It's like, yeah, it says all the same words and maybe they're technically true, but it's certainly a different quality. Yeah. Different level of quality. That, that makes sense. Yeah. So you may be getting ray tracing with a PS5, but it may be a different a they're doing ray, it a different way. A single ray of tracing. Just one ray. One ray is being, <laughs> being traced. Yeah. 
Brandon, you recently became more interested in the PC space. Yeah, we've I'm, heard this story. Yeah, I mean, we've all heard this for years. Yeah, right. Yeah, I've always been semi interested. I just never pull the trigger. It's something that I always talk about and never do. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I just. I don't even know what to say about it. I just, it's, it's, it's something that I really want to do and that I never do. I always, something always ends up coming up where I feel my money is better allocated towards something else, you know? Um, and then next thing you know, it's a year later and I still want a PC and I don't have it. So So. let's tie this into this article. Ubisoft is seeing higher amounts, a better profit from PC gamers or from PCs. So more and more people are being drawn to PC. What specifically draws you to PC now? Because I think, Ben, you and I, we've been part of that ecosystem for... I've had a PC that I can play games on since I was four years yeah. old, in yeah. one extent or another. Yeah. And there's only been about a three-year period in my 31 years that I haven't. So, yeah. 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 So what draws you um, in now to PC? Because that's probably what the reason why Ubisoft yeah. is seeing these well, gains. I mean, I would say, I mean, clearly performance... You know, um, it can perform as much as money as I want to spend. Yeah, you know what I mean? Pretty, pretty much like the best monitor I want to get is how good it's going to look. The best card, you know, to an extent. And I think that is a big part of it. But also like it's so foreign to me that like even when I was trying, you know, Apex on your PC, like it feels like I'm learning a new skill and I'm maybe even playing a game that I've played before. So it's like, I have the, (laughs) I have the wires to connect it. They're just not connected yet. Yeah. You know, so it just feels different. And uh, I would be interested as someone who has played, uh, I'd say predominantly first person shooters my entire life uh, to relearn that in a different way. um, And with more precision. So yeah. I think that's something that really draws me to it is it's what I love, but also very different and I'm not good at it, but I would love to get good at it. And it's kind of like a proving it to myself thing. And that's what draws me um, is I think maybe even more than performance at times. Like when I hop on there and I try that apex, like it, it doesn't even feel like the same. G- I know it's the same game, but it's so foreign to me that, you know, my hand's not used to doing this and, you know, trying to, get the hand-eye coordination down, not holding something, you know, like, I don't know. I think that's what draws me, which I think is not the norm. I think the norm is performance. And I think even bigger norm than that is pricing. Yeah. But that doesn't affect me. I don't, I mean, it's great that games are super, super low priced, but I just end up buying junk I don't even need or want. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't care if they're the same price as console. I'll really, the draw for me is the performance of the games and the optimization and just... The mouse and the keyboard is foreign to me, and that's interesting. I got to take real yeah. quick about this since you're mentioning performance. I think a lot of people or a lot of developers push for 30 FPS on consoles because they think that the best graphics possible is what appeals to the mainstream audience, even though, you know, and, and so the lower frame rate isn't as big of a deal. Rather have better graphics. I think we're seeing people realize that they like, they think that higher frame rate games are more fun to play because they feel better. Right. And so when they realize that those higher frame rate games are on PC, that draws them to it. I'm going to go on a limb here. People will disagree with this take. Games that are higher frame rate are often more fun to play simply because they respond better and feel better. Yeah. I don't disagree. I, I don't know that most people pick up on that, though. Oh, yeah. I don't think I, most people do either. I wouldn't say more fun. I would say, I would describe the emotion as satisfying. Mm. So, like, maybe because it's satisfying, that is fun. I guess the it's I guess the I'm moment saying, to moment, saying like the, the same feel thing. of the game. But, yeah, no, it's, it's really about the feel of the game, and that's something that has really, as I've grown as a gamer, mm. that uh, I've appreciated more is that when a game is not performing well it really shouldn't take away from how i feel about the game but it does Mm -hmm. it really does i you know more recently sekiro 
yeah. performs. I have a normal PlayStation, which maybe that's my fault, but I have a, I don't have a pro and it just, I was just, I was disappointed. Yeah. This is the, the strongest example. And this is because it's so fresh in my mind is destiny two. Yeah. I think destiny two is just simply more fun on PC because of the high frame rate. It has that, like the, the shooting just feels more fun. It feels faster. It feels super tight. It's, it's hard to articulate exactly why it's better but I feel like anyone who puts their hands on it is is going to pick up on that. So that's that's the major point I was going to make is that I totally agree with you as far as like playing Destiny on the computer is better than playing on the PS4. But until I played it on the PC, I didn't ever have any complaints about the PS4 version. Mm. I mean, don't don't get me wrong. I noticed things. I noticed that things weren't as snappy as they could be, or maybe the uh, frame drip dipped here or there, or the frame performance drip. or whatever, or my computer or my PS4 was on fire because it was so hot and the fan was running, whatever. But until I switched over and played it on PC, I didn't ever think like this could be so much more fun if it was faster. But once I played yeah. it on PC, I don't think I could play it on PS4 again. It's funny thinking about. I feel like the reason why Call of Duty excelled above the rest and is the most popular console shooter or shooter in 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 general it's because yeah. it's 60 fps on consoles right and people think it, it call of duty is so fun because it's 60 fps and not it's uh, fast at is this what they point, say they don't say 60 fps they say it's fast right yeah at this point a lot of shooters like wolfenstein doom have caught up and they're now releasing their games at 60 f 60 fps on consoles but like i specifically remember playing Call of Duty and then going back and playing uh, Halo 3 or Halo 4 and being like, whoa, yeah. this doesn't feel as good after playing Call of Duty. Right. And I think it's because that frame rate. Yeah. I don't know if I disagree with you at all. All right. We've beat this to death. Let's move on. Brandon, I put this one in here for you. Hmm. Plants vs. Zombies 3 is confirmed. Wow. There is a pre-alpha going on right now, but unfortunately only for Android. Now, what's interesting about this, this is kind of leaked. Yeah. And is that there is a Plants vs. Zombies invite going out that is said is a Plants vs. Zombies shooter. And it is codenamed Picnic. And EA is sending out these invites. Hmm. They just Garden Warfare 3. Yeah, exactly. So they're, they're sending out, they're saying that it's confidential, but people are just posting it anyway. So it looks like we're getting uh, quite a bit of Garden Warfare coming up. Brandon, I know that you were a big fan of the original game on iPhone. Yeah, no, Plants vs. Zombies, the OG original. um, I I dabbled less in two, Mm -hmm. but I paid for one, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah. And I thought it was great. I remember beating the last level, sitting in the dark in my room right before I fell asleep. And I beat the, you know, I beat the last thing and I beat the game and it was awesome. And, uh, no, it's really cool. We have tried garden warfare. It was a fine experience. It's um, one of the first games we got sent for handsome. Yeah. And well, I, before handsome. Yeah. And I yeah. think, and I think that, um, it's a great game for kids. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like garden warfare was a really great idea, but I'd never, that felt fun to play to an extent, but was, I don't know, yeah, something about like it didn't draw me in. Every, every, it's fun, but at every other turn, any given game does it better. Yeah. Literally, like, yeah. you yeah. know, I'll look at all the different characters. I'll play Overwatch. I'll look at the, <laughs> look at the fun shooting. Oh, I'll play any other shooter. Yeah. You know, like, oh, look how quirky the characters are. I'll fucking play fucking... Diva Pinata, I don't fucking know. Yeah. Well, whatever. You know, like, it isn't that it's bad by itself, but standing alongside so many other things that do it better, it just doesn't make sense to play. Not for me. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. It's a it's a good sitting on the bus or whatever kind right. of game. Right, or like, you know, you don't want your kids playing shooting, in quotes, games, so you have them kill cactuses and zombies. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm curious about this next one though, though I think I'm more curious about the the standard Plants vs Zombies three since they kind of bungled the last one. Yeah, they made it free to play. So 
I did not like that. I really hope the next one is just paid. Uh, And it would be awesome to see a console release as well. Though, I don't know if I'd want to play it on a big TV or on my phone or iPad or even Switch might be. I've played the the first one on Xbox. Yeah, imagine tapping it on your Switch, tapping the the screen. Yeah, that'd be cool. cool. Yeah, for sure. I've played the first one on console and I liked it just fine. I might need to give Plants vs. Zombies 2 another shot. Yeah. It's been a long, long time. I swear that I just saw something that was like, and once again, my memory is just piss poor and I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure I saw that it was like after 12 years, EA adds microtransactions to Plants vs. Zombies 1. They did. (laughs) Just like, are you fucking serious? Like, why well that all that means is that it's still popular i guess but like uh, that's like going back in and being like oh i don't know fucking you want to still play backwards compatible modern warfare 2 here's some fucking microtransactions so yeah looking on my ipad now you can definitely get the original plants vs zombies it does no longer cost money and it has in-app purchases wow sounds about so right. i'm guessing that's what we can expect from yeah, Plants yeah. vs. That, Three, that's the new model. Yeah, moving forward for everything. Not cool, man. There's, it's weird. There's, do you see this on my iPad here? There's three versions of Plants vs. Zombies. Oh wait, this one is Plants vs. Zombies Heroes. So I've it's never like even though that existed. It's like fucking Candy Crush, guaranteed. Hey, talking about the in-app purchases and like the race to the bottom idea with apps. There's a great podcast called The Life and Times of Video Games. Mm-hmm. Um. He has an episode called, I don't know what, excuse me, what it's called, but it's about the race to the bottom and, and app, the app store. It's a phenomenal, it's like a documentary style podcast. It's a great episode. Check it out. Interesting. It's definitely a race to the bottom. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. I have one more news item that's very quick and short. Okay. Luigi's Mansion 3 has a release date, October 31st. Are you guys hot or cold on this? Pretty cold. I could care less. You could or you couldn't? I couldn't care less. Bam. Brandon, I know you did, you're not big on Nintendo, but... Oh, no, I mean... Or big on... My love affair with Nintendo has blossomed into something beautiful. Um, I've been on a little bit of a hiatus. You know, we had an argument. We haven't talked in a couple months. Fair enough. <laughs> but I didn't play Luigi's Mansion originally, mm. and so mixed with being cold with Switch right now, I just... I don't know. I have other stuff to play. <laughs> Plain and simple. Did you play the original, Ben? Yeah, I did. Did you like it? I didn't hate it. I just, mm. it didn't like grip me, I guess. Yeah. I n- never really played the original all the way through. I played a little bit of the second one on 3DS and it started so slow yeah. that it turned me off. And so when I think about three, I think about my time playing the beginning of two. Yeah. And I'm like, eh. Yeah, but what about Gooigi? Dude, I'm in, I'm in for Gooigi. But you maybe. did check it out at E3, right? No. Oh, you didn't. I had an appointment and then I ended up not going. Maybe Phil. He- this is the question. Just to be clear, you didn't yes. have a press appointment. It was not a press. It was through the the Go Nintendo. Okay. We don't not show up to appointments that we have <laughs> right. booked. <laughs> right. Uh, here's my question. Luigi. Hmm? We know Luigi has a confirmed bulge via uh, Nintendo Aces. Yeah. Yes. Nintendo Or Mario Tennis Aces. That as well. Nintendo Aces. <laughs> it's the Nintendo card game. It's like Medicine um, Mario. <laughs> does Luigi have a bulge? Mm. He would have to. When he's playing tennis, most definitely. Wow. Yeah. Say no more, fam. That is... Uh, I forgot about that we confirmed that Luigi has a penis. The Nintendo penis Is it confirmed that he has a penis or that he has a bulge? Well, I guess you're right. Wow. He is only How politically uncorrect of you, Dustin? It's only confirmed <laughs> that he has a bulge, but... That bulge could be anything. It really... Could be a roll of quarters. Wow. You know, he's or a floppy swinging cock. Who knows? You got to put the wow. quarters in. That went. That went. I, I'm right just there. saying it could be either one. Luigi's built down there. Or if we're if we're you know theorizing, or here. it could just be his pants got bulged up. Whoa, could be that too. I mean, I mean, what's this most was likely within a matter of like two or three years, or not even like a year and a half, we got confirmation of Mario's nipples. Uh-huh. We got Luigi's bulge. Right. You know, did we ever have a doubt of either of those things, though? No, no, no. But we, we didn't know. No, we, we never had confirmation. Well, but nobody ever doubted it. I, I did. You but did not. Specifically with the nipples. How? Sometimes they don't give characters like that nipples. That's true. Long they just doesn't have them, nipples. 
Lonk, no nipples, lonk. So oh, you're right. I guess you're right. Tomba, no nipples. So yeah, something to think about. You know. Well, and that's it for this show. That's all I have. All right. Well, cool. I had in here to talk about Tetris Effect in my review, but I think we've kind of gone we over gone it. over that. It's very good. Check it out. Uh, and I think that's if I miss anything, Ben. Is there anything we want to talk about? Nah. We good to go. That's good. Okay. I got some roast beef downstairs. Oh boy. So I'm gonna. That's no I, way to talk about your wife, you asshole. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I have uh, some <laughs> some actual some real roast beef, not my wife. Wow. Uh, I was in the instant pot. The Insta Pot, as some people say. <laughs> ben and I had a conversation about this. Br- Brandon, is it Instant Pot or Insta Pot? I'd probably say it the wrong way. So, whatever's the wrong way. Brandon, to explain to you and the listeners, a, a long time ago, probably like six months ago, Dustin and I had a conversation about how some people say Insta Pot and how it infuriates us and it makes us angry. Well, apparently, I remembered that conversation and Dustin did not because we were downstairs and he said something about the Instant Pot and I said it's it's pronounced Insta Pot, and he didn't really like figure out that I was joking and he was just so triggered that he immediately was like do you see a T on there do you see the T and I was like dude oh. I'm kidding we had this conversation it's very uh triggering it triggered for, for sure All right. instapot it literally I mean I'm not making light it literally triggered oh you. yes yeah it definitely <laughs> I, I sprung into high gear there well it's beef time boys beef time boys this has been the handsome phantom H- it's not the handsome phantom podcast what am I saying it's the HP podcast by handsome phantom uh, handsome fam is a website. You should go there. Check it out. Handsome You can check out my re review of, uh, Tetris effect on PC as well as some other awesome stuff we have there. Also our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash handsome phantom recently became YouTube partner. So that's exciting. So continue to support us there by subscribing and liking and watching our videos. Uh, last but not least, we have another podcast for fans of Neon Genesis Evangelion. So it's called a Cruel Angels podcast. Find that. We are pretty deep in. But, you know, if you're checking out the show now, you can uh, the the anime, you can dive into the podcast. And you'll have plenty of episodes ready to go for you. And last but not least, if you want to help the show financially, go to Amazon or not Amazon. HandsomeVanom.com slash Amazon. That will bring you to our affiliate link that will give you uh, when you shop. Part of the percentage over to us. Help us run the podcast and the website. I think that's it. That's all. All right, everybody. Until next time. See you later. Bye.